0: Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Hello, you are welcome to today's edition of Money Radio. A program that brings to you the latest developments in Nigeria's business and economy cycles and issues of business around the world. My name is Innocent Odo and together we shall focus on the issues around the Petroleum Industry Bill that was just passed by the Senate of the Federal Republic of Nigeria on Thursday last week. And I have uh, in the studio... uh, analyst who will help me do justice uh, to this uh, important uh, uh, topic. I have uh, say, Anthony Oko. say, Anthony Oko is an analyst and a writer. Nse you're welcome to the program. Thank you. It's good to be here. And we also have oh. Kes Hammond. Kes, you're welcome Thanks to the program. Very much. So before we go into the uh, main item proper let's have some news tidbits. The Nigerian Communications Commission, NCC, had remitted 150 billion naira revenue from the spectrum fees to the federal government's consolidated revenue fund this year. The telecom's regulatory agency exceeded its 36 billion naira projected revenue from spectrum license fees for 2021, having recorded over 150 billion naira from this revenue source within the five months of the year. The figure represents over 400% increase in revenue budget performance in respect of uh, uh, spectrum fees generated by the Commission between general 1 and may 31 2021 reflecting significant contribution to the revenue drive of the federal government uh, speaking on the revenue performance the executive vice chairman of the commission professor omar Garbadambata, said that the impressive uptick in spectrum fees was the result of the favorable turn of events for the telecom sector which at the time of preparing the estimate for the 2021 budget of the commission was not clear due to the ravaging impact of COVID-19 on the global economy. The Nigerian exchange limited market capitalization stood at 19.76 trillion naira as the end of June 2021, marking the first half of the new year. This translates to 1.2 trillion to three trillion investment loss for investors when compared to 21.05 trillion, the stock market capitalization opened the new year with. Since the beginning of the year, the market has witnessed more of profit takers, hence leading to a sustained bearish run at some points, hence eroding all the profits the market made last year. The positive sentiment that pervaded the equities market in the second half of 2020 extended into the early part of the year 2021 but was short-lived in an earlier than anticipated reversal in the years on fixed income instruments dampened appetite for stocks. The federal government through the Ministry of Finance is currently in discussion with the insurance industry to ensure assets of its ministries, department and agencies across the country. The federal government before now has only insured a small fraction of its assets, but with the current commitment, the federal government will be leading by example to ensure that the other economic players imbibe insurance. Similarly, this, according to findings, is expected to bring into the insurance industry premium income to the tune of billions of naira, thereby enriching the books of the insurance firms in the country. Speaking after the Insurance Committee meeting held in Lagos over the weekend, a member of the Publicity Subcommittee, missus Chuku Machuku, confirmed that there is an ongoing engagement between government and insurance industry on this platform. The National Agency for Science and Engineering Infrastructure, NACENI, is set to partner the Emo State Government in the deployment of Engineering and Infrastructure for the State's Development. Making a presentation during a courtesy call to the Governor of Imo State, Senator Hope Uzodima, at the Imo State Government House, the Executive Vice Chairman of Naseni, Professor Walima Haruna, who led the top management staff of the agency on the visit, offered myriad of possible areas of collaboration with the state. He explained that Naseni has a requisite skills and manpower to help the state fast-track development in various areas, such as renewable energy, uh, solar kinetic turbine, agriculture, education, housing, transport sector, power, and aviation. That's it for the news tidbits, and let's come back to the main issue on our table. We told you earlier that the Senate has passed the Petroleum Industry Bill, The bill was passed after the lawmakers considered the report of the Joint Committees on Petroleum, Upstream and Downstream and Gas Resources on Thursday. In the approved bill, the Senate approved a funding mechanism of 30% of NMPC's profit from oil and gas for frontier basins. This fund is for oil exploration in frontier states. The lead chairman of the Joint Committee, Senator Sabo Mohamed Nakudu, presented the report. The Senate, after due consideration, also approved that host communities would henceforth enjoy 3% of annual operating expenditure of oil firms to be contributed into the host community development trust fund. Nse, I think uh, you have heard about some of the highlights of the uh, PIB that was passed by the Senate. Can you just give us other highlights of the PIB?
1: Yes. Other highlights include the um, commercialization of the Nigerian National Petroleum Corporation and the scrapping of the Petroleum Equalization Fund, the Petroleum Products Pricing Regulatory Agency, PPPRA. The Senate also okayed the 30% profits accruing from oil and gas operations by the NNPC Limited for exploration, like you've already heard mentioned
0: earlier okay uh that's some of the highlights as uh are presented to us by uh nc anthony uko uh thank you for that and let's have some discussion over this matter case harman uh this um particular bill had, had lingered in the national assembly for close to about 13 years and uh, now that it has uh, finally been passed, uh, can you give us a general overview of what you, you think will be the benefits of this uh, bill to the Nigerian public, especially the oil producing areas?
2: Yeah, thank you. What the operators of the petroleum industry have been guided by over the past decades. Since 1967, the Trillium mm. Industry uh, policy or Guideline There has been need to actually upgrade it or update it We see that uh, since this President, the late President here since he pushed this uh, PIB in 2008 Basically, investors have been confused because of the delay yes when you push something forward and it's going neither backward nor forward it makes investors confused and that actually scares away investors investors don't like uncertainty yes it has been scaring away investors that's why we are happy that at least now that the thing has been passed from the Senate or from the National Assembly it just requires signing that is a happy finding information it's good news. But uh, we need to look at some nitty-gritty of the provision in PIB. Number one, we see 3% allocation to communities. About a week before now, it was uh, in the news. Uh, national economy carried that news. Uh, Reuters carried that news. A uh, number of uh, uh, news uh, houses carried the news that communities, whose communities were angling for 10 percent that is from 2.5 percent to 10 percent and that scared everybody that uh, this might be another reason to delay the bill well happily it has been passed but we hope that uh, there will be harmonization uh, it's the senate that has uh, allocated three percent the house of representatives are uh, uh, allocated or they have uh, recommended five percent so we hope that there will be harmony and when it gets to the president's table. there will be no cause for confusion and it will be passed. And we hope too that uh, the host communities will be happy about it. However, if they are not even happy, we know that once the bill is passed into law, it can always be amend- amended. And uh, that is good news, at least for now. We know that investors will not be as confused
0: as they were or they are, as they have been. Now, what about the 30% allocation? Let's, let's uh, okay. Let's listen. turn it over to Mse on the issue of the 30% allocation. I would also have wanted you to uh touch a little bit on the 3% um uh, allocation for the oil uh, host communities, you know.
1: Yes, the um. To It was initially 2.5 but from what we see from the um, bill that was passed by the senate it is three percent so the lower house is asking for five percent we are hoping that by the time they get to harmonizing it 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 should be it could get higher than this three percent and that would be good for the oil producing community the host communities because in all of this the oil exploration and everything is done on their land and um they they suffer a lot of degradations in various areas particularly in in the farming areas most of the farmlands can no longer be used for that purpose because of um, oil spills and other forms of degradation that come from the explorative um, exploration of oil and also farming uh, in uh, fishing and all that they are they've had a a lot to suffer from it and having a higher percentage accruing to them from the operations of the iocs would be much welcomed for them so in terms of um, the 30 percent for the uh, frontier uh, states it's uh, it's good because so far there has been much work maybe because there have not been so much encouragement for them to do to, um, to explore better but I think with this 30 percent now the uh, oil companies have higher incentives to be able to um, work to to the point whereby oil can be. Discovered, and that would be a good thing for Nigeria because it would enlarge the country's um, oil wells, and then uh, it means better income for the economy to be able to, for the country to be able to meet the needs of the people.
0: Okay, um, thank you for that on, contribution. Uh, and you want to say something about the three percent, thirty percent, or more? No,
2: three percent.
0: Okay. 3%. 3%. Okay. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Um, in the past, we've seen that. Uh, Communities have been dissatisfied about what was reaching them, and uh, whatever was reaching them, we don't by which uh, through which those uh, funds or those development funds or what was meant for them was uh, being channeled uh, through. But uh, we see that this is well, it's expected to become law. Once it becomes law, you know what comes to your community. That uh, gives assurance of security. Because when people are dissatisfied, you see that they go and blow up pipelines and other uh, installations, oil installations. But uh, with this now, we can be assured of security. And once there is security, we know that investment will come in because oil companies, the IOCs, even the local companies, they are going to be—they uh, are assured of security and they come up in to build new infrastructure for more exploration. Once that is done, like the situation we have, where uh, OPEC has given Nigeria a certain quota that Nigeria is not, be, uh, is not being able to meet up with, and it's because of poor infrastructure. It may be storage, it may be drilling facilities, but Nigeria is not able to meet up right now because of poor infrastructure. So all of this is likely to Make sure that
0: the right investment comes in. Okay, uh, there are some certain reactions from groups uh, in the Niger Delta over this uh, PIB. Uh, there seems to be some disaffection over the passage of the bill. Uh, over the weekend, the Pan Niger Delta Forum. Uh, issued the state a communique uh, saying that they don't uh, they don't want to accept that they have rejected this bill because um the three percent allocation to the host communities uh, uh, is unacceptable to them because uh, it falls short of their expectations they actually wanted 10 percent equity uh participation in the industry so three percent not enough uh are we likely going to go back to the situation where what we have feared before uh would again resurface uh, the issue of uh, the delta militants uh trying to push their way you know uh to get more from this uh, pib so what is what are we likely to see in the coming days especially with this um position of uh pandef
1: I think the issue with the PANDEF was um, before the Senate passed the, the, the bill. We actually thought that with that agitation, it was going to delay the passage of the bill. But despite that um, uh, agitation, their reaction to that um, stipulation of the 2.5% as it were then, the Senate still went ahead to pass the bill so now we are looking hoping that um the of representatives will go ahead, go on to with their own uh, passage and then they'll, they'll be able to harmonize it and it, i think it's just um, okay that we get the passage we get this bill passed into an act like um case said when the, the bill is passed and we have an act in place if there, there are still room for, for it to be amended. But let's um, get started first. The bill has been on. It's it's protracted for a long time. So I think it's best that um, we get it started. After that, I believe the uh, host communities here represented by Pandev, they will still have um, an opportunity to make case for increasing that... Uh, they are what they get to receive from them
0: okay there's another issue you you uh highlighted here about the commercialization of the nnpc uh, to what extent would that go and ensuring some level of stability in the oil industry
1: yes it is good because it will remove a lot of um, autonomy from the from the air. NNPC. It to it will deregulate the operations of the nnpc breaking it down it's going to come they are going to be broken down into six different companies and um like uh, the minister of state for petroleum said after the passage of the bill by the senate that the NNPC limited as it will become will become a kama regulated company that's the companies and allied matters act so that puts it Um, it, 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 it puts it out there where it can operate with more transparency and expect to be accountable to the people. So it's a good thing for the oil industry. You know, before now, the NNPC, so many of its operations have somehow been shrouded in secrecy and a lot of people, there are so many things that are not clear to the people out there what they do. There has been so much controversies about monies, what should be remitted, what should not be uh, remitted, remissions that should have been more than what was declared and all that. With the commercialization of the NNPC, it's going to throw it open out there for people to see uh, its operation clearer than it is right now. And I believe, I think that's good for the system. Do you uh, share the
0: same perspective?
1: Before I share that uh, perspective, uh, I would like to touch on the
2: question you asked earlier about the three uh, percent allocation. Uh, is it likely to renew agitations from? Uh,
0: from, from the Niger the, uh, Delta militants. Yeah. That um, if they don't have it upgraded.
2: Yes. Um, like we still have a, a discrepancy from now between uh, the House of Reps and the uh, Upper House. Yes, uh, they are angling for 5%, whereas the Senate is for three percent Be that as it may, I think. Looking at the issue of security, you know, in a secure environment, investments come in. Considering the fact that we have 30% allocation to frontier states, and we have three percent to communities communities are responsible basically for security I think it would have uh, been more practical if more of this 30 percent had been pushed to that three percent to prop it up so that uh, the community uh, dwellers, uh, those communities would be more satisfied and we ensure security then uh, to put 30 percent into what you are not sure of and that 30 percent, if you look at it is a kind of still shrouded in this it's, it's a kind of let me not say black hole but some, some kind of brown hole <laughs> because we don't know where that money is going to you can claim well this is how much we are putting into this uh, project or this exploration pro- project but we don't know where it's going to but taking it to the host communities we see development and that will ensure that they are satisfied Uh, so i think uh, the members all those are uh, the members of the both houses are very intelligent people and uh, what informed their decision i can't say but from my labor point of view i think they should have taken from this 30 percent at 3% to make it more
0: and maybe, security. maybe it's also shrouded in politics uh, say uh, <laughs> maybe this uh, there's some political angle to the issue of 30 uh, percent um, exploration for frontier states uh, I would ask sometime I asked someone some time ago about um, the definition of what they mean by frontier states so that we begin to understand it in the right perspective um so if we are funding such a, an exploratory uh, exercise, we should know uh, where we're channeling the funds. So what do you think? Is it shrouded in politics or there's some uh, artistic uh, intentions about it?
1: <laughs> well, I think um, <laughs> everything, almost everything has a political I undertone to it. So there may be some political undertones to this as well. But basically, I think it's to encourage the um, uh, frontier states to have uh, the oil companies to be more serious with the frontier states. I think it's... Uh, anyway, the um, operations of the PI Bill, it's still unfolding. And I believe that as it unfolds, we'll get to see what that 30% is really meant for and how it will be utilized. And hopefully, Nigerians will be able to question it and to see, to to know. Nigerians should um, prepare to really put this um, bill, or when it becomes an act, put it to task, calling for accountability to know that whatsoever has been agreed upon that... Um, they are following it through to ensure that it's still in their main interest.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, I think uh, we now have a, uh, an operating uh, system where the oil industry will be thoroughly regulated uh, once it is passed into law uh, when the president or if the president gives his accent to it is still in the process just like you said one thing however uh, is that um, there's this uh, fixation with uh, oil in nigeria and uh, i'm saying this because uh, uh, some couple of days ago the crown prince of saudi arabia uh, is trying to has i know uh, introduced very elaborate plans to move Saudi Arabia from oil economy into other places. I mean, diversification into space science, um, uh, uh, the tourism industry, the aviation industry, when you look at the plan, you see an elaborate system of uh, an organized way of uh, trying to move away from the oil into other sectors of the economy. And uh, that is one country that is the number one oil producing country in the world, trying to move away from the oil economy, as people have predicted that in the next 10 or 20 years, uh, oil may not necessarily be uh, very, very important to the world economy. So, nations are actually moving away from oil to other sources and uh, aren't we too fixated Mm. on oil industry in nigeria that everything is just about oil case i i i i I turn that over to you
2: well the european union is looking at 2020 2033 2035 to have a 100 percent switch to Use of renewable fuel to drive uh, automobile. Uh, there are also projects on generating electricity that are not uh, backed by fossil fuel or not based on fossil fuel. So we can see that there is uh, a reason to be concerned there that um, if. The country right now, if Nigeria does not make maximum use of the opportunity available, that is, you know, if there will be any diversification, the funds to diversify will have to come from this very industry, the oil industry. There is still time, although, a person like uh, the CEO of uh, financial derivatives company, uh, Ismaq Riwani made a statement recently that nigeria may already have been late in enacting this uh, bill into Rome, uh, which has uh, lost so much investment but let's hope that within the next uh, 15 20 years the country will make maximum use of uh, this provision and uh, be able to ably diversify the economy i am personally of the opinion that oil is not going to go immediately because besides gasoline that is the pms that we use every day there are many other products that are derived uh, uh, from oil we have kerosene we have uh, there are so many of them there are so many of them and uh, unlike coal which was a mono product this uh, uh, fossil fuel is a multi-product Yes, you get multiple products from uh, fossil fuel. So to completely diversify or to completely leave um, fossil fuel for renewable energy is not going to be that quick. It may be just one product, which is the PMS, that uh, the world may actually uh, leave behind. But uh, if you look at it... No, it's not going to be immediate. I just wanted to add a little bit about this NNPC, yes, NNPC, one thing that fires me is that NNPC is finally going to be a limited limited company because NNPC had the backing of government for a long time and that is why they were able to invest unwisely in four refineries that produce virtually nothing for the Nigerian economy yes finally they are going to give account for their
1: investments and uh, that is good for the country yes <laughs> I think like you you said Nigeria would have to catch up with the rest of the world um more developed economies they, they've kind of advanced in um, switching from fossil fuel to renewable energy but since nigeria is yet to start i believe that along with other african um, economies they may not be so quick as to um, change switch so there will still be the use for crude like you said um it's not just one product there are so many things like plastic like uh, petroleum jelly a whole lot of things that we consume that is um, not just using it for fuel like the uh, perazine petrol or even diesel so uh, there'll still be much use for it it's just that the usage will be different it may not come as using it as foil but um crude will still be in use for a much longer time. And I
0: can almost bet uh, You can that, do that in one second. Because yes,
2: I can almost bet that come 2050 Dan to Refinery will still be relevant to this economy.
0: Alright, thank you so much. Uh, I've been having some discussion on the petroleum industry bill i uh, was just passed by the senate last thursday and i've been joined by mr uh, anthony Oko. and thank you so much for joining us thank you and uh, KC casey Hamon, thank you so much for your wonderful thoughts on the issues
2: it's been a pleasure being
0: here thank you so much uh and uh, on behalf of my producer i say thank you for joining us we'll come the next time with um a bumper edition of the program you have a wonderful day And bye for now.
1: This program is brought to you by Leadership Podcast from the stable of Leadership Media Group.